Finances is one of the leading causes of stress across the board. Often we approach this from the financial side with practical money management, mindset, and handling your emotions around money. Today, let's take a look at the stress side. How can you reduce your stress? Because when you remove stress, you'll be able to relax and finally see things a little clearer. Today, I'm joined by Valerie Petit. She is a certified life and health coach focusing on stress management. She left her 25-year career in the corporate world because of burnout. Through her coaching programs, her clients learn to prioritize themselves by digging into areas they want to improve, but do not allow themselves to think about. Clients come to reduce their stress and leave with bigger changes and dreams. So let's do this. Welcome to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Amy Serka. After over 10 years in the personal finance industry and multiple personal, financial, and medical crises, I was fed up with the lies that are being shouted from the rooftops by the gurus and the media. So now I help you, the ambitious woman, step into unstoppable finances. When you step into unstoppable finances, you create financial abundance that aligns with your personal values and goals without working 80 hour plus work weeks, without pinching pennies, without worrying how you'll handle the next curveball life throws your way. In a simple, to the point kind of way. Being married, having four kids at home, homeschooling, being a CEO, running the household, I'm kind of busy. And I know that you are too. So here we get straight to the point. If you're ready to eliminate fear, stress, struggle, frustration, and guilt from your finances and all the areas they affect, you're in the right place. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Valerie, welcome to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm so glad to be here. So glad for you to be here and looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. We're going to have a fun conversation. Yes, we will. So, what was one of your earliest memories growing up around money? You know, I remember I must have been like five or six and my parents used to send me to summer camps for an entire month in July. And I remember that, and I don't know how much money that was, but maybe the equivalent of, you know, maybe $10 right now. And I would have money in the summer camp to that that was supposed to last for a month but for some reason i remember feeling i never had enough so i would kind of like always um save the money not buying candies you know not buying anything but i needed to save the money so i could actually buy presents for my parents and my grandparents on my way home oh yeah, so it's kind of interesting when I think about it it's because I'm like, I would like through the entire month I would be saving it, mm-hmm. and then when I was it was, it was time to buy presents I'm like, I don't have enough. I'm like I saved all month long I didn't use any any of it and anything and and I always felt like it was lacking. That's so. Um, we find that that's so common. It's so much of like our mindset and those beliefs that we form when we were young. Um, And one of the reasons that um, I just started getting to ask this question, like here on the podcast is I love hearing 
um a lot of times it's almost like that aha you can hear in the background and the voice like when like oh wow like that was something that i thought even then and it just kind of shows how we've created these beliefs and we didn't even realize it so thank you for sharing that with us i really appreciate it now what was a favorite childhood memory around money make sure that we're having fun here something fun that you (laughs) used to do it could be trip present activity etc anything like that um i think it was the um it was the 20 dollar bill as well as the lottery ticket that my grandparents well especially my grandmother was putting together as a christmas present oh that's so fun did you ever win anything on your lottery ticket you know, I don't think I ever checked them. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but and it was so funny because I don't remember um, getting presents from them, like toys or anything like this. But every year, that was the bill and the lottery ticket. Wow. And so that kind of became the expectation. And I think even though that was not very, it was not a tangible thing. It was not something I saved the memory of it is great. And also, so it was more the, the fact it was coming from them. Yeah. You know, so. And we talk uh, pretty frequently actually about, it's not necessarily about the stuff and creating those memories. So I love that they were able to do that for you. Yeah. That was cute. Now you are a life coach specializing in stress management coaching. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how um, you've arrived here in this place and specializing in the stress management. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll be happy to do that. So, you know, I'm originally from France and I came to the U.S. to spend a year here, learn English and um, have a little bit of fun time for a year or two and then come back and go back to France. Well, that didn't work out this way because I wanted to keep, you know, learning and getting through education here. So life started going on in the U.S. with education and then my career started and I was having a great time. I was having great friends. Um, you know, great hobbies, like, um, like I'm a sailboat racer. Um, so I was just having fun in life. And then if you, um, if you move forward a few years, fast forward a few years, I started losing interest. And what I didn't realize is that as time was going by, I was kind of getting bored and, um, I was losing interest. I was losing Um, I didn't want to see my friends anymore. I was getting tired. I couldn't sleep well. And I became kind of like a little bit angry at everything. Like even in my job, I was kind of bored. And um, it it was getting to the point where I I, I felt very stuck, but I couldn't move. And then comes along the bad boss. (laughs) After a few months, I was having nervous breakdowns with him. Just the, the relationship was not good. Like I was just feeling he was just yelling at me and things like this. And and then after a couple of uh, few uh, breakdowns, I just I just quit. I just couldn't do it anymore and anything. So I kind of after quitting, I, I kind of through coaching, I actually kind of you know started learning about myself and 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 just feeling better. And after a couple of months, you know, my partner said. You know, I know you were unhappy. I just didn't know how much you were unhappy. Mm. And so what I realized through that coaching is that I was so stressed by everything, by life in general, 
that I got myself stuck and I couldn't go anything, go anywhere, couldn't do anything. So after doing the coaching, I just got a, a double certification, life and health coaching. And then I decided to, to really specialize in stress management, management because I don't want anybody else to be going through that when you are actually you have the, the power to prevent it. You know, so that there's a lot of things that you go through life and then it's like small accumulation. And if I hadn't known how to manage my stress, then I could have avoided having to go through those nervous drugs and quit my job. So this is why I'm here today. I love that. I always love hearing so often we have these struggles, these tribulations that we go through. And when we get to the other side and we have, typically it's a coach, which is the fourth part of the Unstoppable Finances framework, guys. You're hearing this, how it plays in everywhere, that you have Mm -hmm. somebody that's guided you through. And it's only because you went through there that you're able to fulfill your passion now. So um, listeners, if you're in the thick of it, just know like there's resources with the coaching to help you. And oftentimes our biggest trials become such big passion motivators for us moving forward. So it might not seem like a blessing in the moment, but it's probably in there. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, definitely. Where do we see stress affect other areas of our life? Um, Like finances, for example. So, yeah. So the stress is, if you think about it, is going to be affecting all areas of your life, you know, not, not just the, the health, but also if you think about your home environment, you're going to have like, you know, when you're stressed, you're tired, you lack a motivation. So for example, you're just like not going to clean the home because you just don't want to do it. You don't have the, the, you don't have the energy to do it. So, and it kind of becomes a vicious circle when like, okay, you don't clean your home and because, and then you start watching TV and then you end up with um, like, when you come home after work, you look at the house it's like, ugh. And that's depressing, right? So there's that virtual circle. And that's the same thing between like with your workout, with your nutrition. Um, so, and your relationship, the same thing. So the relationships, you also have the situation where you're getting more angry. You're not motivated to do anything, to see people, or like you're really short with people if they say something and do something that you're not, you know, agreeing with. So your, your mind is kind of very cluttered and then you make the wrong decisions. That's the same thing with finances. So is your financial situation creating stress or is stress creating your financial situation. And that's the same thing for your home environment, your, your workout and everything like that. So for example, when you are stressed, you have no motivation. So you're not going to take action. You're not going to pay attention to your finances. So if there's a statement that shows up and there's something wrong on it, you're not even going to look at it or like, oh, I know I have my tax deadlines coming up. I'm like, I don't want to do it. You know, things like that. And then you let it go. Right? And you miss the deadlines, and so it ends up costing you money. You will think that you feel better if you buy something, and then you're going to be overspending, right? So now that's the stress creating that financial situation. But if you think about the the other way, the economy, the way that the economy is, like all the worries about the finances your future situation with finances. So the economy is is not good. People are, gonna, are getting laid off. Am I going to get laid off? Um, what's going to happen to my retirement if the market plunges? 
Um, whether you're close to your retirement or not even close, you could be far away from it. You could be 20, 30 years away from your retirement, but you're still thinking about it because you're investing the money in your retirement. And then you're like, why should I even do it if the market crashes and I don't have no money after 30 years of saving, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where the vicious circle, the, the stress is affecting the finance and the finance affecting your stress, right? Definitely. Yeah. If you're loving today's episode, then this free resource might be for you. I've taken the most common money mindset struggles myself and my clients have experienced and the shift you need to break through. And I put it together in 10 simple steps. It's called the Money Mindset Mastery Checklist. And together, we'll uncover the roadblocks that are holding you back from achieving your financial goals. Have you ever wondered how to improve your relationship with money, but struggle with finding a simple way to start? Well, struggle no longer. If you're ready to take charge of your financial success, then grab this free 10 simple step checklist to create an unshakable money mindset. To check out the Money Mindset Mastery Checklist and step into that unstoppable money mindset, simply visit amycircacom forward slash mindset or text mindset to 817 817- Nine six nine four six five three, and of course, if you missed that link or you're driving, it's hanging out in the show notes for you. Now, what is one idea that you think majority of people get wrong? A myth you would say that you would want to like? That's just totally not true, and help us see the light. People think that they, because they have no symptom, they got no stress. Mm. Is it making sense? Yep. Actually, the symptoms are there. We just don't recognize them. Why? It's because they're just regular symptoms. They could be the same symptoms when catching a cold. You're tired. You have no energy. You're like, you know, for women, she might have her, her menstrual cycle being you know, all, all screwed up, you know, things like this. So they, they're like not recognizing those symptoms as symptoms of stress. And like I said before, it too often it takes, it gets to be like at the time when there's like a, um, a like a, a serious change in your life in order to recognize that, that you were stuck and you were actually stressed. Right. Um, it's kind of creeping up. Like, so the, that, that the chronic of the stress that keeps adding up and then you get to a, a big blow up. So um, it does exist. Everybody has it. Everybody handles it a different way. Um, some people can handle more than the other. So for example, when you work, some people will have a very stressful job and they love it because that's that's what they thrive with it. But some older people won't. And um, so so what you have to realize is that you need to be able to prevent the creeping up of it. And it's I don't want to say as easy as, but it's about creating a routine to minimize it. And the same way that you you know you brush your teeth. It's to become a routine is to prevent 
bacteria, infections, and all that. So the same thing with the stress is about creating a routine that will prevent it, even though you don't have, or you don't feel, or you don't see the symptoms now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Like a simple routine. It's not necessarily easy, but it's simple. No. I love that. And I'm betting you're going to agree. One of my favorite phrases that I hear so often when I do these interviews and one of the things that like I deal with is common doesn't mean that it's normal. So we can have all of these common things, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's normal. We've kind of expect accepted it as like, this is just the way it is when in reality, that's not actually the way it has to be. Would you agree with yes, that? Yes, that was. A, yes, I do it. Now you had a really powerful story that you wanted to share about money mindset um, experience that you had recently. Why don't you go ahead and share that with us? You know, my coach and I were talking about money and I was telling her that I'm like, I have no problem accepting money against the work I do. And I often felt that in my career earlier, I was like, I always felt like I deserve more. But, you know, but then as we started talking, she wanted to do an exercise, a visualizing exercise. And so, you know, I close my eyes and I'm listening to her and, and I'm like, she's asking me to visualize money. I could not. So she was trying to give me an example, like, okay, can you, can you visualize the dollar bill or 20 or hundred dollar bill? Or could you visualize a, you know, a block of, you know, made of dollar bills or swimming in the pool full of money, whether it's dollar or euros or any other kind of some kind of money, but there's a coin, if it's, it would be hard to swim in a a pool full of coins, but you know, uh, you know, and, and, really seriously, I could not visualize anything. And so what I realized is that, so, you know, we finished that. And then later on, I'm like, why is that? I was really kind of like, almost mad at myself. I'm like, how is it I can't visualize money? Then as days went by, like within a month after that, I would be doing something. And then suddenly it's like, oh, I got this memory about money. And it started like like being an adult. I have this memory of buying something and feel guilty, or I have this memory. And and as 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 the time went by, I kind of went younger, younger, younger. And so I, you know, the story I told you when I when we started this podcast, it was about you know like the summer camp when I was four or five. But then there was another time where I remember my mom telling me about a story, um, you know, a few months ago about when her and my father were first married and she went out and spent $2 on the tray. And I can't really remember the story. I'm going to have to ask her again, but she was saying something about them getting into a conflict about it. So I'm going to have to, now that I've had this, this coaching session with my coach, I'm going to, ha- I'm going to go back to my mom and say, okay, did you have a fight about money, about that situation? Or did you ever, you know, did you fight about money or things like this? Because I don't remember money being a topic of conversation ever in our house, which could be a money mindset, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, why Why is it that there was no conversation of that? But now my mom is telling me about a little fight when they're first married. So was I born? Was she pregnant with me? You know, I'm going to have to ask her, you know, I'm going to go back and ask her those questions about it. So I thought it was very interesting because I'm like, 
no, I want to get no problems with money. And I'm like, yeah, I probably have more problems than I think I do. <laughs> I did a podcast episode in December, I think is when it aired. And it was titled, are you open to receiving money? And I even start off the episode and I'm like, if I'm asking this question, everyone's like, yes, Amy, like I want to receive money. You send me all the money. And we talk about how many times we've actually created these negative associations, either guilt or shame. And it can be from conversations. We also, so, since so much of our body language is not what we're actually saying, the, the body language, you could have even picked up on that from your parents and brought like associations and we don't even realize we're doing it. It's all subconscious. So thank you right. so much for sharing that. Yeah. And the other thing I also realized was that um, I, I don't want to ask for money. I don't want to be dependent on someone for money or for my life in general. So, um, you know, it's a difficult situation when you start your own business where it's like, oh, I'm running out of money and I need to go get some money. I need to get clients and things like that. So like, and that's how it's because you, you, your vibe, your vibe is showing that. Everybody's seeing that you're not. You're like, no, I'm okay. No, you're not okay. So, so being able to accept the help of someone else financially is something that, yeah, that's that was that's one of my mindset also, you know. So yeah, we have to work on us in receiving it. And money shows up because money is a currency, but that value, that exchange, um, I was actually just telling somebody earlier, like a way that I received money this week is when I placed our grocery order, they doubled all the produce that they gave us. They charged us for one set, but they doubled like the thing. And I, it's delivered to our doorstep. It's not like I could return it or anything, but that was a value of money that we received because it's that value exchange. So it shows up in different ways. Mm. And we have to, like, if you can start with those small little steps and even like for our listeners, if you start with those small steps, like we talk about not ignoring the penny on the ground because that's still money. That's still wealth. And if you can start picking those things up and accepting it, like, and the little things and being aware there is like the first step, because once you're aware, then you can kind of be like, you'll catch it more often. It's like, oh, I was ignoring that, or I wasn't wanting to accept mm -hmm. that, or I shied away from this. I went and did this task instead of going and asking for the money like I needed to, or there's a million different things that come up, but thank you yeah. for sharing that. I love hearing that you're now aware of this and you get to go do some research and see what happened when you were younger and how that kind of transformed everything for you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm lucky enough that she's still alive and she's able to answer those questions for me, you know? And so that's, that's when, when people go through this process younger and they have the ability to ask the, those questions and also for, for my mom, she might not even realize that this is what happened, you know, but she just happened to mention that story. And, and now that I'm talking about money, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I was present during that time. Did I see something? Did I hear something or, or feeling the vibes? Because if there was tension between them, you know, yeah. then I, I, as a child, I, I probably felt it. So that was, that's an interesting, uh, definitely I'm going to go there. I will probably report to, back to you on that. Yeah, I want to hear it. Definitely report back. Yeah. To I want to hear that. Now, yes. I believe that you've got a free gift for our listeners. So uh, why don't you share some about that and where we can locate that at? 
Yes. So I have, um, I created the journal because going through this process, I, I kind of like, how did I get myself unstuck through the process and all that? So I created this journal, a transformation kickstart journal. It's a 14 day journal. And the the goal of the journal is to go through an, an inventory of where you're at in four areas of your life, finance, career, health, and relationships. Okay. Right. Love relationships. I kind of put that together. So, so it's one week is two of them. And the next week is the two other ones. So, and, and it's about starting to, to make small changes in, in those four areas and seeing where you feel stuck or you feel resistance or, you know, anything like this and what it brings up when you're trying to do small changes. Normally, when you do a big change, you're going to feel resistance. But if it's a tiny little change or you have no idea what you want to change or things like this, those are might be signs that you might be stuck in this area. And then from there, kind of do some reflection on where, how is, is the stress what is creating me being stuck in there, not being able to transform in that area of my life? Or is that something else? that is creating stress and therefore I'm stuck and I can't move. So my Instagram is at coachvalmn and in my bio, there's a link to that, to that journal. Awesome. And is Instagram the best place to connect with you online? Um, I also have a Facebook group called okay. uh, kick, the, kick the Stress to the Curve. I like it. We will make sure the link for both of those is in the show notes below. So if you missed that, or if you're driving, go ahead and grab that. And that is it for now. We'll see you next week on the Your Money, Your Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. Wondering what's next? When you're ready, there are different levels of support that you can use on the path to creating unstoppable finances and your unstoppable life. After all, your finances are unique and your support should be too. Ultimately, we'll create a customized plan to ditch financial struggle for good that works for you, your goals, your priorities, your life. Go to workwithamy.com to get started with one of our most popular programs, or you can book a Q&A call with me and we'll figure out what your next step should be. If you love today's episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That way you'll receive new episodes right when they are released. Then leave a rating and review. It helps amazing people just like you find the show faster. Thank you.